Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for Coffee and Booze. Clink! Hey Shyla, how's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing well today. The sunshine is beautiful and I worked outside today, which is amazing. Not to mention my two little lazy mm. co-workers loved it. So little Pitsy and Noli were all about being outside. <laughs> if only they're opposable like, thumbs. Yeah. If only they had opposable oh. thumbs and they could do some work. But it's okay. It's okay. I will mm. take it. How are things at the Karen cupboard this week? Oh, you know, it's Monday. We're fine. Um, but you were saying uh, it, it's beautiful outside, but... Mm-hmm. For us allergy sufferers, it has not been um, that great of a spring. Yeah, um, very true. looking forward to uh, the moment when I don't have to take 17,000 meds in order to survive the day. Uh, so here we are. Yes. You know, it's funny. We had we, we got together over the weekend with, our, um, with some of our friends to celebrate our friend Cody, who received his master's degree. And in the middle of the little get-together in the backyard, our friend Kevin, who, you know, is our theme song writer and performer, turned to me and is like, do you have a Claritin? And I was like, how funny is that it wasn't like pass me the water or pass me something else it was like do you have a claritin because allergies are so yes. bad in our it's area so bad I, yeah it is yes. but it, it mm-hmm. led me to like thinking about self-care in the last couple of weeks and like as uh, I don't know if you follow her uh, no and hat maker she's a um, an author and mm-hmm. she talks about like she thinks uh, past self from future self for yeah. like doing things, um, you know, like washing your face at night or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the like the number one thing, if I don't, as like an old lady does, pack my pillbox with all of my meds <laughs> in it, right? I get so frustrated with past Shyla who just didn't take care of it. I'm right. like, why couldn't I have done the thing? Because now I'm just rushing around like an idiot every morning. And almost forgetting. And if I forget, it's just, it's really bad by the end of the night and mm-hmm. I just end up going to bed. So yeah, <laughs> I have this with vitamins. Like, um, yeah, so current Jasmine needs to fill out, put in all of the weekly things for the vitamins. Otherwise, future Jasmine will not get her shit together. Absolutely. And will uh-huh. not take this stuff. And I actually, I think yeah. I was telling you this the other day, I actually like will mess with it. Like I don't wait the whole week till it's empty to fill it because I literally won't. I'll take the last one. I won't fill it. And then I won't do them. Like it's some, <laughs> I'm just like not smart that way. I don't know. So like, I will literally cheat like I'll I'll do like three days and then I'll fill the the four the, the previous days because I otherwise I can't trust myself at all I, I can't yeah. yeah so I push a lot of work off to future Jasmine like once in a while I'll be like <laughs> it's my way of staying in the moment and being like concentrate on what's in front of you right now and I'll be like future Jasmine will deal with that later <laughs> so I do that but one of the things that uh, present Jasmine does for future Jasmine is I really do try to live by the like if some task will take me less than one minute whether that's email or cleaning the counter or putting the thing in the dishwasher like if it takes less than one minute I do it now so that future Jasmine doesn't have 20 minutes worth of whatever to do. So I I try real hard to do that. Be kind to future Jasmine, right? Because she's going to have a lot on her plate. Yeah. Just like future Shyla. Yeah. She got a lot She got a lot on her plate. So if future Shyla yeah. can have her meds together, that's a good thing. Right? Yeah. It, it is. And then I just see it sitting there. I just get them, take mm-hmm. them on my way. So It's a good thing. Yeah. For sure. It's a thing. I don't for know. For sure. Yeah. Was any of this indicated good, but... in this week's personality test? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> future planning, not planning. Um, yeah. So I did it. Me too. I don't know if I What did you think about on. this one? So this was Dr. Oh, Phil's personality test. That was this week's. Dr. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Phil's personality test. Um 
I well, I mean, it's the first week that we have the same result. <gasps> no way! I'm gonna tell you though, yeah. I, I didn't love this because it asks kind of some stupid stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Like you usually <laughs> walk either a fairly fast with long steps, b fairly fast with small steps. Now I'm four ten, of course I have small steps. Okay, um, less fast, head up, looking the world in the face. Less fast, head down, or very slowly. Like really? I don't know. I just was like. This is really what you're going to determine my stuff from? Oh, my other not so thrilled question was the one about how you stand when you talk to people. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I thought that one was weird. Um, which one did you pick on that one? Uh, which one? The walking one or the, or the hand one? No, the hand one. When, when, uh, when talking to people, oh. you stand with your arms folded, have your hands clasped, have one or both of your hands on your hips. Touch or push the person to whom you're talking <laughs> or play with your ear or hair, touch your chin or smooth your hair. So I thought this was so weird because clearly no Italian created this thing because there was no gesture with your hands, okay, which is truly what I do right. when I talk. Like I think right. if you put my hands behind my back, I wouldn't be able to speak. So I chose one or both hands on my hips because I know occasionally I do that. What did you pick? Um, I picked like playing with my hair. If I'm not doing something, I'm probably playing with my ear, my hair, touching my chin, smoothing, mm-hmm. what something like that. I mean, standing with your arms folded, like that's the therapist, the therapist in me, mm-hmm. but like that's a like a closed posture. Mm-hmm. Having your hands clasped can also be kind of a closed. I posture. I thought maybe so that like, would be one because you know I went to 13 years of Catholic schooling, so the default was always to clasp your hands in some type of like right. like you know yeah. just I'm ready to listen kind of mode, like. I just found it was weird. But my favorite question of them all is the last one. Because I'd love to know how this determines my personality. Which of the following colors do you like the most? Mm -hmm. Red, orange, black, yellow, light blue, green, dark blue? That's the last question. Oh, you're right. That's the last question. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. That wasn't the last question. But the last one is also freaking weird too, so. What was the last one? Oh, Uh, you often dream. dream. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, so are you fighting or struggling, following, falling, I'm sorry, searching for something or somebody, flying or floating? Mm -hmm. What are you I was searching for something or somebody. That's what I picked. What did you pick? So I often have dreams that I'm dying Mm. or I'm dead or someone's killing me. So fighting or struggling is my, my thing. Wait, but I took this before. I wonder which question I changed my answer to because I forgot my answers and mm-hmm. now it's telling me that I am the natural leader. Oh, well, lovely. So the choice, <laughs> the choices of things that this could determine. And, and Clinkers, truly, if you go take this test, it's, it took like a minute and a half because it was just like we yeah. just read to you half the free. questions. Okay. And it's free. So yeah. feel free. that You wind up being either the shy warrior, the careful plotter, the loyal friend, the lively center of attention, the natural leader, or the vain, self-centered leader. This is where you wind up being. I mean, at, least, at least I didn't get get that far. And I'm like cuspy. I'm like just on the other side of natural leader. So gotcha. there was one that I must have changed my answer to when I initially mm-hmm. took it. Gotcha. So there, there you go. This objectivity day to day. I'm feeling a little more spicy, I guess. Spicy, spicy. Yeah. So, hey, what's your little summary you got going there? What is? What are the characteristics of the natural leader? Others see you as an exciting, highly volatile, rather impulsive personality. Impulsive? Okay. A natural leader who's quick to make decisions, though not always the right ones. (laughs) 
Way to call me out there, Dr. Phil. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Macy was bold and adventuresome. Someone who will try anything once. That's the Gryffindor in me right there. Mm. Someone who takes chances and enjoys an adventure. Also very Gryffindorian. Mm-hmm. Gryffindorian. Yeah. They enjoy being in your company because of this excitement you radiate. I also call that chaos. I appreciate to be with you for the excitement that you radiate. (laughs) It's never dull to be in your life. I live for that. It's amazing. It's fun. I like it. What does yours say? So I am the lively center of attention. Okay, which I I'm a little like okay, okay. find your light, Jasmine. Find your light. Find your light. <laughs> when did I ever have a light I couldn't find? Right? Okay, so uh, my my summary is: others see you as fresh, lively, charming, amusing, practical, and always interesting. Someone who's constantly in the center of attention, but significantly well balanced, not to let it go to their head. They also see you as kind, considerate, and understanding. Someone who'll always cheer them up and help them out. I felt like I was reading like the horoscopes that are written so that everybody loves them like I'm not suggesting yes. that like don't hate on me people don't come at me here okay like I'm not suggesting that there's no truth to horoscopes or that I'm not saying that at all right but you know how yeah. like sometimes you read things that you're like anyone would read this and be like oh yes toss toss that's oh, how yeah. I felt like this I was pick the thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's how I felt like because what am yeah. I gonna do I'm gonna argue that I'm amusing okay like I will tell you right now Mark's well, like you're not I'd that funny be amusing <laughs> Versus highly volatile and not always making the right decisions. I mean, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Phil. Thumbs down. Gosh. To Dr. Phil's mm. defense, it doesn't, it actually says on somewhere on here, like it's been attributed to him, but not necessarily proven that it's tied to him. So, Dr. Phil, we gotcha. will not blame you for this. We will, we will no, <laughs> not I mean, do so. You know what we have to do what next? Was your, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to ask you, which of the following colors did you like the most? Oh, I picked, um, because why is hot pink not an option? But it, uh, I picked dark purple and blue, mostly because when I worked for Airbrush, that was the combination that I suggested to everyone. Like if they couldn't decide, uh, that was back in my Airbrush days of a teenager. What were your colors? <laughs> um, yellow, light blue. Like I don't like I don't mm-hmm. like darks and jewel tones. Like that's not yeah. a thing. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Everything else was dark except for mm-hmm. white. I, don't know. I was Whatever. very sad for the that... every one of these questions. I was sad for what wasn't an option. Like, does that make sense? <laughs> like, I was like, why is gesturing with your hands? That seems like it. Like when you talk, gesturing with your hands seems like an option to be there. Pink seems to be an option that should be here. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, what did you? Do? I know there was a question I would ask you about. What did you decide on? It might even be the first question. When do you feel your best? In the morning, during the afternoon, and early evening, or late at night? Oh, late at night. That's what I put too, because I think that's true. I'm I'm a night owl. Yeah, I think I am too. Like I'm the person who, if we have something like our golf outing, Mm -hmm. that before we used to have a morning outing, it started. um, People would start arriving at like six forty-five. So of course I'd have to be there early in the morning, Mm -hmm. like earlier than that. Except for the one year I slept in. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie. Um, I would literally stay up until everything was done because I am not the person who will get up early to do stuff. Yeah. Like no matter how much I try to be that person, mm-hmm. I just know myself well enough. So I'll sometimes I'll be up until two or three in the mm-hmm. morning prepping for an event. Like it's nothing for me before our gala for me to leave work at like three in the morning. Yeah. Come home and sleep for a few hours and then go and start my like getting ready for mm-hmm. it kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm definitely, I will, 
I will stack everything I can before I sleep. Yeah, me too. We talked this, about this yeah. in scene to scene one. We were both getting ready for events. I remember this. And we talked about yeah. how we would stay up all night. You know, I'm be the kind of person who's laying in bed, remember the thing. And I'll, I'll not only put it on a list at that moment, but I'll literally get out of bed, walk downstairs, put it in my car, come back to bed because I, the morning cannot be a thing. Yeah. It cannot be a thing for no, me. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It is not a good time for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a morning person uh, yeah. in any any respect. So no. we've nearly read yeah, this entire thing to everyone. There's only I think two questions left that we haven't read to our dear listeners. One is so when relaxing, you sit with a your knees bent with your legs neatly side by side, your legs crossed, your legs stretched out straight, or one leg curled under the other. I still don't understand what this has to do with leadership. I don't either. I'm confused. My personality. I'm I'm a crisscross applesauce kind of gal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a niece bent, my legs neatly to the side maybe. But mostly, once again, I'm so short that I can't cross my legs like in front, like my feet won't touch the ground. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's that, like literally there's a thing here, like, you know. Yeah, um, there are. Yeah. And then, and then here, when something really amuses you, you react with A, a big appreciative laugh, B, a laugh but not out loud one, a quiet chuckle or a sheepish smile. The fake laugh was not an option here. My friend Pierce would say that everyone has a fake laugh. You know, the one where you're trying to be kind to people and you're like, (laughs) and you just wanted to move on. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to move on. (laughs) Kind of thing. Yeah. So I said a big appreciative laugh because when something's funny, it's funny. I'm a big, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yes. That's where I was. Well, thankfully, we do a whole lot of laughing together, which is great. We should have made our guest this week take this test because I would love to see her results. And she has a fantastic big appreciative laugh. So it would be be nice. Yes. Did you enjoy getting to know Amy Jo a good bit more? Yeah, that was, yeah, she's awesome. And I'm excited for our clinkers to hear all about what she's got going on Mm -hmm. and how she's making a difference in the lives of people in her community and and having lived in her community Mm -hmm. for a time, you know, it's, it's definitely something that, that is needed and uh, such a cool thing that she's um, such an engaged board member. Mm -hmm. So um, I think our clinkers will have a lot to learn about that. Um, yeah, no, it was great. How about you? Did yeah, you it was getting to know more of her nonprofit exploits. It did because you know when you know someone as your friend and you've had the joy of working with people, it's really wonderful to hear about all that they. You know, when you know someone is contributing so much in the world, but to not only be able to celebrate that with them, but hear more details of it, it was a true delight for me. Um, I really enjoy Amy Jo Brixia so much. I literally was in a show for an entire summer once just so I could hang out with her and our friend Eric. Like I literally said to them, <laughs> I don't care what I do with this show. I just want to spend more time with you and I I loved it then and I loved it that you got to hear and that I got to hear more about why she does what she does and truly like you said it was really insightful to hear about how a really active board member makes the conscious decision with how and where to put their efforts and and it was really insightful for me to you know I clearly I loved celebrating my dear friend and getting you to know her better but um more than anything it was really wonderful to have her really educate me and and remind me of all the things that we should do as active board members and and how to do that so it was fantastic and I'm excited I'm excited for everybody to hear from her Hey, Shyla, how's it going? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing well. A little bit of normalcy in life lately, whatever normalcy is. Yeah, right. I'm nice. not sure. Yeah. yeah. But, it's, but it's been good. Yeah. And I'm really super excited for you to talk with our guest today because yes. you know how I love to introduce people that I love in my life. Yes. And you two are two of the most amazing people, and I'm so glad that you'll get to meet each Aww. other and you'll get to know a yeah. good bit more about my friend, Amy Jo Brixius, yes. who's here Hi. today. Hi. Hey, Amy. Hey, Hi. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. Well, we're thrilled. Yeah, Yeah. we're thrilled to have you and to get you. And I will confess, I know Kenzie always loves when I have a confession of the week. So here's my (laughs) confession of the week. I know loads about Amy Jo's life, but there is a whole nonprofit section of it that I only know a teeny tiny bit of it. So I'm super excited to learn alongside. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. But before we do that, Amy Jo, would you introduce yourself and a little bit about your life to not only my dear friend Shyla, but also to our listeners? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Amy Jo Brixius and I'm a third grade teacher at Pine Grove Area Elementary um, and I do a little bit of theater at the Hershey Area Playhouse mm-hmm. in my spare time um, but I'm also on the board of a nonprofit in our town called the Open Door Project in which um, I teach several classes and um, volunteer my time after school and in the evenings and in the summer. Um, and it's a really great organization um, that I'm proud to be a part of. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you guys have the Pine Grove connection. Yeah, so I lived in Pine Grove for a little while. Oh my gosh, I lived, I didn't I lived know in that. Pine Grove uh, 2009 to 2013. Yeah, my husband and I uh, moved there when I took a job in Pottsville. So we split the distance okay. of our commutes and mm-hmm. we lived there for a brief time. It was about four years. Yeah. Yeah, our house flooded, and that was about the oh, end of our time yes. in Pine Grove. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we not, like, the, uh, not one of the greatest things about Pine Grove. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yes. so, uh, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting little ride. But um, at that time, Open Door Project did not exist. Um, mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. had Operation Hugs and Kisses, um, yes. which I think yes. still exists, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. I... I um, Still, I don't do as much with that organization, but I actually belong to Operation Hugs and Kisses as well. Um, And they were um, established more for like the flood relief Mm -hmm. and kind of helping with the flood relief and um, kind of disaster relief for people in our town, more focused on um, families and, and, you know, parts like that that they were doing. Um, But then when the open door was made it was focused more on the kids of the community yeah. mm-hmm. well yeah. that's, a, that's a little bit of my question here yeah. too is can you can you tell us a little bit about open door mm-hmm. um specific to the pine grove area right mm-hmm. can you can you tell us a little bit about specifically what what the hope is to do there and you said you teach some classes what are those classes yeah. like and, and what are you accomplishing there yeah yeah absolutely um the open door project is really a space that is nice to have in town that kids can just go to have a safe um, place that they can kind of be themselves, learn about themselves. Um, so our main goal is kind of to combat some of those things that we have a, We have a lot of drug issues sometimes in our town and um, families that, you know, the kids kind of deal with a lot of different issues that they don't know who they can go to to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, so the open door is really just that kind of an open door for kids to come and um, hopefully combat some of those things and be a precursor to um, what hopefully futures will not turn into, you know, kind of keeping them safe and off the streets. Um, But I teach during the week, I teach kids night in which we learn about, um, the kids learn about their emotions, they learn about how to get along together, Um, they learn about ways to deal with problems that they might not, you know, know how to deal with. We just recently did, um, we're learning about self-expression and we just did um, a dancing and yoga night and the kids did yoga and they learned how to kind of relax themselves and focus on their breathing and focus on themselves. So that was really great to watch, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, kids night and kids night spans from, we have kids in pre-K to some that are actually in Mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. So it spans, you know, the ages. 
Um, but another one of the programs that really actually got me introduced to the Open Door is called Shine, mm -hmm. um, and it is for girls. And they teach the girls about their self-worth and that their worth cannot be changed mm -hmm. and teach them um, positive things about um, their self-concept and their confidence and their emotions and how to deal with those things that are so hard that mm. us women, I feel like we all could you know, use do that. Well, yes, and we actually, all of like the instructors and us actually had a shine women group this yeah. past summer over the pandemic. And it was truly a lifesaver kind of for me yeah. because it was, you know, having all those emotions that we had over the pandemic, mm -hmm. it was such an outlet to have, it was five other women and I, you know, like, and we could just, talk to each other and or six other women and I mm -hmm. and and talk to each other and kind of dive into those things that you don't necessarily always dive into right. unless you're with like a therapist or somebody mm -hmm. else you know and it was really nice to um, dive into those things with other women and and see how they kind of deal with their issues and mm -hmm. um, yeah. where they stem from and 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 it was the same thing that we realized here we are teaching these girls these values mm -hmm. and we had a hard time with it ourselves, you know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, I hear you. No, I do. Yeah, it's it's so funny. You know, I'll often say to, to Rosemary, to, you know, to my own daughter, I'll say things like, I would never let somebody talk to you that way, but the way you talk to yourself and she goes right back at you because mm -hmm. she's right. You know, like mm -hmm. I would never let mm -hmm. somebody say the things yeah. to you that I will say to myself. And I was, right. I was thinking a lot about this yesterday. You know, we keep talking about like hot girl summer and, you know, yeah. all these different things. And I'm like, post pandemic summer that like, does that add another pressure of things on? Like, yeah, we yeah. want it to be a hot girl summer, but, but right. it's also like, yo, we just went through a trauma summer. Yeah. We're like, yeah. and we, right. I don't know, I got yeah. in a bed summer might be a good way yeah. to go with I it. Mean, I'm, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And it's fine. You know, yeah. and, and that maybe if that's tough, we still have so much worth and so much value and, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and those pieces. So, yeah. So how did you get involved originally with Open Door Project? Um, they, it, the whole thing kind of started as, they had started it as kind of like a, um, church group and mm -hmm. I had always heard of it in our town but then they had started the shine girl program and this is about two years ago um, and they were having a program in at our movie theater and Ann Wolf who is our director um, and involved she she contacted me and asked if I would sing with some of the girls for some of the songs that they were doing um, and she asked if I would sing for it and mm -hmm. she told me at that time we were actually having the teen group of girls it's now expanded that we're focused a lot more on like our elementary girls and and moving it up but at mm -hmm. that time it was the middle school girls which we still do mm -hmm. um and they were coming on a friday morning before school um and they'd have breakfast together and they'd have their lesson and then they would get on the bus and go to school right from the open door um and it was so great and so i came in mm -hmm. one friday to kind of check it out and I absolutely loved it. I, mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this was everything I've ever wanted. And I went off to school. Like yeah. I was up the earliest I've ever been in. It was like 630 in the morning. And, mm -hmm. and I thought this is like such a great place. And, and I sang at the program. And then ever since then, um, and talked to me and, and, um, Julie Stump, who is also, she's our program director. Um, they had talked to me and they're like, hey, we'd love to mm -hmm. keep you on board and have you come in whenever you can. And it just kind of spun from there. And then when the pandemic hit, the three of us kind of really realized we had each other <laughs> for it yeah. and we needed to keep it going. Um, and it, it was really hard. I, I, like yeah. we really had some rough times because 
being a nonprofit during that time, we didn't have the kids, we didn't have Mm -hmm. the money coming in. And um, so I've really become close with them and and taken on a bigger role in it. um, Mm -hmm. I think because of that, you know, and kind of coming in at the right time, I guess, you know, in in it and, well, and, and you know, we, we spend a lot of time, as, as you've heard listening to the podcast, you know, saying that we need to support all the nonprofits through pandemic time because we were going to need them more than ever coming right. out of it, right. you know, more exactly. than ever. Yeah. You know, it sounds to me, I don't want to make assumptions about the, the students that you work with, but it sounds like many of them have challenging home lives mm-hmm. and they weren't able to escape those hi- home lives or have a respite from those home lives. Yeah. And, and yeah. in many ways, that's a concern. And so, you know, ha- making sure that the organization was healthy on the flip side of this mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah, it's giant. So, so Amy Jo, I'm just curious to know, like, when when you were approached to join the board of Open Door, Mm -hmm. what was your idea of board service? Did you have, like, a good idea of, like, how boards worked and what that looked like? Or were you kind of like, I'll just do this Mm -hmm. and see what happens? Yeah. A little bit of both. (laughs) Mostly I was like, yeah, because I... We study our Enneagrams a lot with the mm-hmm. women in here, and I'm an Enneagram too. And I'm just like, yes, let's go for it and do this. You know, and she's so perfect so, for the season. Know, where right? We're talking about all of our personalities as a thing. So I, yeah, I, I kind of was like, okay, I'll dive right in. And um, I, I mean, I've been on boards before, like in college and things, but that was all student run, and it wasn't, you know, so I wasn't sure, um, but it really fell together and we're actually a board that's made of all women as well. Mm -hmm. So that was a big um, interest to me because I learning all that I did through shine and everything else. I'm, you know, all for women's empowerment and, and we all felt it was something unique that we had, that it was all women on a board Mm -hmm. um, running Mm -hmm. this. And some of us are teachers and it, it all kind of like, just fell together and really worked together that we all kind of all have different facets that make us work in the way that we do. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and Amy Joan, and you are also a part of the artistic committee at the Hershey Area Playhouse. And I know mm-hmm. that's a newer role for you. And yes. I watched you go through the process of what it was like to evaluate if that was a place you wanted to put your time, what mm-hmm. that would mean. Um, so, you know, I think that, that while Open Door maybe sort of happened in this in this way that you really knew right. where you're going to, there, you're also a person who, who, who really investigated what that commitment would be and, and what it would be. And I right. don't know that everybody does no. that. Yeah. Um, you know, Shyla and I do a lot of co- talking about about, um, about what it's like to be on a board, how boards work, because they're so different right. all the time. And sort of, you know, sometimes we joke and say, you know, we could probably make our livings just helping other boards, you know, consulting with them about how, how they could run, not to say how they should, because different right. organizations need that. Um, can you just talk a little bit about, like, what were some of the things that you considered when you were, you know, trying to figure out if that was an appropriate place for you to be or not? I think um, I'm the type of person that I, I have a lot of ideas in my head and I want to make sure that I'm heard, I guess, and not. Um, so I always evaluate, like, is this going to be the place where my voice is actually going to be heard and not um, coming across as, you know, I know it all or I have all the answers, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think time commitment is always, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a person that the busier I am, usually the better because I just, that's how I am. But, um, so the time commitment of it, um, the people that were on it, because fairly, you know, I, I've been around the theater community, but I don't necessarily know everyone, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, that core group that kind of is in, you know, the thing. So I always get 
you know, kind of nervous sometimes that I'm like, it's a new group of people. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, um, will I have also enough experience in myself? I'm, I've mm-hmm. gone through theater. I've had a theater minor in college, but will I know enough, you know, for it? But it was very helpful to talk all those things out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and think about them before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the positives outweigh, you know, what I was maybe yeah. worried about or anything. And it was yeah. really great as a board member. You know, now Amy, Joe, and I are friends. Clearly, we've known each other for quite a number of years here. We've done some shows together. We have a million friends in common. You know, we're, we're very familiar with each other. But it was really nice as a board member to have a possible committee member call me and say, mm-hmm. I'm honestly calling you to ask these questions because if I do this, I yeah. want you to know what my commitment is. And if I don't do this, I want you to know it's just because it's not the right fit for me. And I, right. I, it was a, it was an experience that I thought, like, I will always use that as, as an example of, like, what a responsible volunteer does because I think even ourselves like sometimes we hesitate to ask questions and it's not because Mm -hmm. um, we don't believe in the program the the mission of it or it's not because but we want to truly make sure that we serve well and I think I actually get concerned about the opposite the person who has no questions and is like oh so it's just one one night a month oh Oh, all right okay there's so much more to it and I just remember you know Amy Jo and hopefully you won't mind me pimping out your your example (laughs) but it really was it was really and a true honest conversation and I felt as a board member too, that I could be really honest back. I said, these are the things mm-hmm. that I think you would help with. These are the things that I think will be a challenge, you know, and it really, I think those honest conversations, I, I think that that committee is so much stronger for the new additions because we had those really honest yeah. conversations. We didn't pretend to have everything together. That's well, for sure. And right. I think you know, it's important right. to ask the questions, mm-hmm. you know, right. like for me, you know, I run a nonprofit organization and um, I've been asked to be on boards mm-hmm. where the expectation would be that I bring time, talent and treasure, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. already fundraising for myself. So I, I'm very, very slow to say yes to a, an organization that I know that I'll, I'll need mm-hmm. to or want to fundraise for, mm-hmm. right? So right. the other two boards that I sit on right now are boards that are non-fundraising mm-hmm. boards, but they're more public service kind of right, boards, sure. right? So there's different ways to kind of approach that. But if you find yourself on six different boards and mm-hmm. you're supposed to be raising funds for all of that, how could you possibly? Helping to do mm-hmm. and bring and whatever, like you can't keep that all straight and you don't want to monetize your friends. Mm-hmm. So it's important right. to figure out exactly. It's, and it's funny when you say yeah. about like the monetizing your friends piece, even so, so Amy, Joe and, and Shelby, who you, you met our friend Shelby a little while ago as well they lent their talents yesterday to a fundraising event that we had at the Playhouse and it it was one of these it was a wonderful new kickoff to like you know reopening the Playhouse they're both in shows going on and they were natural go-tos for me but I also didn't want to exhaust them and at the end of the day they both (coughs) said to me um, it would we should do this more often it would be great to do this again and those are the types of things that I think I think that if we are wise as board members, we will listen to the volunteers that we are, you know, monetizing right. there. I mean, yeah. yesterday we raised over fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Yesterday, I don't even know yeah. if you know, maybe yeah. over fifteen hundred dollars. You know, that was fantastic for three hours worth of. It was work for three right. hours for sure, right. but performing and doing, and for them <coughs> to say, um, I would be happy to do this again. Yeah made me think, okay, now they're the organization, the nonprofit did what it should be doing right, because, right. you know, in that kind of way. But I know what you mean about like, you can only pimp out whether it's, whether it's t- yeah. dollars right. and asking for the same dollars over right. again, yeah. or asking for the same talents yes. over and over again. You right. have to be mindful. Come to this, buy yeah. tickets for that. Oh yeah. Present for this, sponsor this, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and I'm sure Amy, Joe, you kind of have that same, mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, you, you, how far can you take your credibility and mm-hmm. what you're involved right. with and all of those things right. to ask your friends to get beside you. So what are some effective ways that you've kind of brought people to your uh your causes in you know in Pine Grove 
Well, we just recently we just recently had a 5K. It was our mm-hmm. first one. Um, we did not know what to expect. None of us had ever planned a 5K before. <laughs> um, we brought two women on um, the board. Like we had a fundraising committee, and I'm on the fundraising committee. Um, and I know a lot of people. Of being born and raised in Pine Grove, mm-hmm. it was like I knew a lot of people. So. Um, Two of the moms actually came on board on our fundraising committee and actually a business owner in our town. Um, the, she's a, a woman, Glenda, and she owns Sweet G's in our town. She owns a bakery and a coffee shop. Um, and she brought on one of her friends that she knew and we kind of formed this committee um, and all kind of new to everything with it, but we ended up having 125 runners. Um, awesome. And, um, we find that a lot of and, and I mean it went really well and we're already looking forward to doing it again next year mm-hmm. and we we met again and and you know see what works and what doesn't and we find a lot of the things that work are the things where people can directly see what um influence they're making with the kids mm-hmm. um like one of the fundraising things we did for the 5k which helped us raise like a thousand dollars was to have kids make signs and have people sponsor the signs. I saw and that. It was I thought it was so cool. Yeah, uh, is that amazing? So cute, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it, we raised like a thousand dollars, you know, doing that. And it's a more meaningful, you know, the money that you're raising is going directly back to those kids that helped you raise it, you know. Yeah. And um, a lot of the times, that's what we we try to do. Those things that it's going directly right back to the kids, you know, to do those those fundraising options that people mm-hmm. can see directly what um at christmas time this year which was also during the pandemic part when it was it was really hard and we weren't having necessarily all of our classes right in here um we actually had like kind of a drive on facebook that we raised money and people donated to and we bought every kid that comes to the open door a gift and they came in Aww. and mm-hmm. um, we had santa claus and santa claus gave out the gifts and they just came in you know like just at a free time we had like between this time and this time and it was so great because that was the community also helped with that Mm -hmm. you know and one of our big our big kind of saying is here like you matter and that's what we want to get across to these Mm -hmm. kids knowing that they matter Mm -hmm. um and so kind of our big thing through that was my community knows and thinks that i matter Mm -hmm. um and we want to really push that idea through because so many times it's like you know, you see if, and I mean, we span, we have kids that, you know, their families may be well off and they, they don't mm-hmm. have any problems, but yet they're learning just as much as those kids Absolutely. that don't mm-hmm. have that, you know, might have a rough home life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think seeing that sometimes, seeing those kids kind of come together, the community is starting to really see that and, and we're getting our name out there through doing the events. And I think most recently the 5K really, Mm-hmm. amped up our our kind of our name and people saw it and they were like wow you know because we had we had people come for the 5k that were just runners but yet they saw the cause mm-hmm. and they really enjoyed the cause and they weren't even from pine grove they were yeah. from people that just ran yeah. you know because of who we ran we ran the event through mm-hmm. you know so 
that was yeah, really, really great. It's how we talk about, right? You talk about yeah. it all the time, Shiloh, and she's, you're so it absolutely right. Workload versus revenue versus impact. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. what what do you want to achieve when someone walks away from your organized you know, mm-hmm. fundraiser? What do you want them to know about what right. you're doing? Right. And maybe that's not important for a specific fundraiser or whatever, right. but at the same time, how are you getting the word out about what you're doing? And if the impact is yeah. low on all of your fundraisers, you should probably rethink okay. them. Well, because right. that awareness raising is mm-hmm. almost as important as the fundraising because without yep. the awareness raising, you won't be able to get to the fundraising and then really get to the mission of what you're trying to do. Yep. Um, but yep. I think what, what you said is so smart too in that it all comes back to what is it that the community is trying to accomplish for these for these students, mm-hmm. you know? And that yep. the more that the, the community can become aware of that, the more mm-hmm. support you're going to have. And, and I, love, I love hearing that that awareness has, has increased. So I live in the land of limited resources and you live in the land of limited resources in your day job, in your volunteerism and all of these things. So um, it sounds like you have some interesting and creative ways that you have come up with ways to provide those resources. So why don't you tell our clinkers a little bit about that? Um, So this year, well, this is the second year. as teachers, we know we're always constantly buying things, even though we don't mm-hmm. out of our own pockets to supply. And um, this was the second year that I did it um, for my class that I just put a, a little blurb on Facebook and had people sponsor each of the kids in my room. I think they paid nine dollars mm-hmm. um, and that got the kids a free book every month of the school year. Um, and I would just pick, you know, random books and they'd get to pick what book they'd want to do. Um, and usually I was like uh, just overcome with th- that everybody would sponsor because usually I was done and people would say, it's OK if you're done, just take the extra and put it towards your classroom of uh, things. And which is <laughs> great for me because it's just like I'm always trying to do things for my kids and give them what all of them might not have. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. Everybody's a Brixius kid in my room. There's no, it's not a favorites. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. like, and you're, you're a Brixius kid and everybody deserves to get all of the same in our yeah. room and you're treated equally. Mark um, and I have, and, have partaken in this the last two years because uh, there's yes. nothing, there's nothing like when you see that little Facebook ad that's like, yeah. hey, for $9, you can be in. And, you know, Mark has such a soft spot in his heart yeah. for any kid who would be the one sitting there without something. Right. He's like, cannot happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind Absolutely. Of thing. And it has, has been a delight to do so. But it is. And, and you know, you'll, what I think, I, I not only love the fact that this is an, an easy way, like I think I literally value right. the $9 right. and I'm done yeah. or whatever, but yeah. you, you post pictures, you know, of the books yes. and you, and you, you know, so like for nine dollars, I would be lying if I said it was just about those kids. It's wonderful to see something you've done repeat, mm-hmm. you know, that comes back. It's like, yeah. look, the kids are happy. And you remember what it's like to be in the classroom, but it was book day and all the stuff was yeah. distributed. And, yeah. you know, and I love this idea that, that no child is left without, yeah. you know, something's no, awesome. going on there, which yeah. is super cool. So definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, um, so how is school going in pandemic life? How's it going? It's winding down. We're at our yeah. like uh, two and a half weeks left, and um, it's definitely been such a trying year. Something mm-hmm. I, something you didn't learn about in college to go through. <laughs> I didn't have like didn't <laughs> teaching have a in a pandemic on 101. <laughs> right. Didn't have that. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a year that it's like, wow, I've really learned a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say, like, I've learned so much technology, so many technology yeah. things that I never thought, you know, I would learn. I never thought I'd be teaching mm-hmm. on a computer and teaching from my house and, te- you know, and um, I think I experienced so many up and down and all of it. I mean, I had to quarantine during it. I mm-hmm. had to do, you know, and it was like, 
wow. <laughs> it's yeah. just like so many emotions and so many things. But I think in a way it really has um, brought this class together as a family like so much more because they've been through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've all been through it. Like they've, yeah. and they really, I think have become closer. And it's it's funny to, to say that, but like, um, because when we're out at recess, our classes have to play only with their class. Mm -hmm. And usually you don't have that. You have, you know, all the kids can just go on the playground, whoever they want to play with. And I think it's actually helped in a way because those kids that maybe their friends were in another class, mm -hmm. they've had to make new friends in our class. And it's really like been a delight for me. I don't think I've ever had a year where my kids will play like one big game all together. Mm -hmm. And they, they, it's not like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. I want to go play. It, it's been really a joy to like yeah. watch that. And, and I hope, you know, my influence of that mm -hmm. is, is taking something. And I hope that sticks with those kids because yeah. it's, I know it's been trying, but yeah. I hope at least, you know, sometimes, sometimes I always say it, I'm like, this is terrible. I feel for a teacher, but I hope sometimes like the social and emotional things that I teach them sticks with them, you Definitely. know, like even if, the, even if the multiplication facts don't <laughs> stick with them, but those little life lessons that mm -hmm. I, I hope really stick with them for the rest of well, their Well, and there was a lot yeah. of them this I year. I was going to say, I think it's going to yes. be a time where we can look back and we, we can say, we did hard things then, yeah. right? We can do hard yeah. things now. And that's, that's mm -hmm. kind of what I, I just keep coming back to that. Like we did a lot of manipulation and a lot of changes and every week felt like it was different and we right. had to make new and and even now we're trying to figure out what does masking look like and mm -hmm. what does not mm -hmm. masking look like and mm -hmm. all of those things. But you know, in all of this, like we can do we can do the hard things. It's okay, we'll and we can it. do it together. Yeah. You know, we had a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, just a little plug. Amy Joe is in Rock of Ages this summer mm -hmm. at the Hershey Playhouse, <laughs> and um, you know she's ready to rock it out and do all of that. But we even had a conversation yesterday with as mixed as where we are with masks right now and there. And I said that will be a, a conversation we have together and decide together mm -hmm. because you know I think you're right. We we are your class classroom needed to come together so that they could figure out what was best for each other together. Mm -hmm. And we will have to do the mm -hmm. same thing as adults where we figure out in our communities and our pieces when we're comfortable for changes when we're doing that. And so I didn't hesitate to say these are great questions and we're not all here. So we're going to talk about them together when right. we are because, yeah. you know, everybody deserves that piece of yeah, representation in the conversation. Yeah. So no, everybody's voice Oof, be heard well, yes. you have earned yeah. a summer of rest. Yes. You have also Ooh. earned yourself a latte and a beverage. So what do you say we find out oh, what your yeah. favorites are? So as you know, at the end of each episode, we have three questions that we like to ask our guests, and I'm excited to hear about yours. First question is mine. Shall I take it? You shall. Okay. The first question is, what is your favorite coffee beverage? Oh, I love a, a iced coffee is over hot coffee for me, so I love a good um, an iced mocha coffee Ooh. or um, a hazelnut is also my favorite. So, yeah, good good iced coffee. But the colder the better, huh? The colder yes. the better. Okay. Yes. Nice. All right. Uh, so my question is, uh, what's your favorite adult beverage? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Recently, I was just at one of our local restaurants in town, and I had a pickle martini, which oh. I love pickles, Okay, and it was very good. But my other go-to is an amaretto sour. Mm. It's my 
absolute favorite. So, yeah. so we, we keep saying that eventually we're going to have a reception with all of the, the guests <laughs> the, we've had yes. so far. And I really think we need like an open bar where we can try everybody's favorite thing. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we need a sponsor on that. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, we, we uh, have, we're down to our third question, which is our absolute favorite. So go ahead, Jasmine. So Amy Jo, what is your passion? Hmm, this is a loaded question. Mm-hmm, it is. <laughs> um, my passion, I would say, is to truly do the things that make me happy in life. And I think that comes through several things, you know, And um, but to truly be happy and in the end also look back and say I made a difference. So I think... Mm-hmm. I, I would say then, I guess my, my true passion is making a difference and um, knowing that whatever I do, whether it's in, you know, adults life, whether it's in, in kids life, um, that I've truly made a difference. So um, that that really gives me joy to do that and um, to see the the results of That's that. That's awesome. And you can see the joy that you have <laughs> for you're you're like the the uh, the 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 best board member because mm-hmm. you have that elevator pitch, right? Like mm-hmm. I know, I know, I have never seen you do this, but I know you're the type of person who said when you're at a party and someone says, "What do you do?" I'm a third grade teacher and I'm a board member for Open Door Project. I yes. know you do, yep. don't you? I do uh-huh. it. Yes, yeah. yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and we talk about this all the time that when you truly have a passion and love something, you have no hesitation at ever speaking right. about it and being the voice for it, and and we right. love that. Yeah. So right. whether it's your teaching or performing or Open Door Project, we thank you so much. It has been a joy to celebrate what you're doing for our community. So thank thank you you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Shyla. And I'm Jasmine. And we're thriving in a small town. It's Catherine and Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for coffee and booze. Clink.